Welcome back to Becoming Next on Scene, everybody. It is your host, Jackie Zook, and it is another awesome day for another awesome episode of How to Become Next on Scene in your field of business or in your passion. Before I bring on my amazing guests, I always like to start with a marketing tip to get your week started um, that kind of ties into self-care as well. I want to talk about the importance of letting go of control. It seems to be coming up as a theme a lot in my life lately, and I think sometimes when we let go of control, we're guided to where we're supposed to go. I guess this is more self-care tip today, by the way, not so much marketing. I think it's just a life tip. But I really feel like, I mean, this can tie into marketing. If you control too much of your marketing, right? If you wait till last minute, if you wait till, you know, if you just try to control every aspect of the outcomes of things, you always end up getting disappointed. If you actually take the time to plan things in advance in your life, in your marketing, the difference you will see in the outcomes because you've released the control of it, that you will allow it to run its course and let the let the outcomes happen in their own time the way they're supposed to, right? And I think you also, by planning in advance, it allows you to optimize more um, and spend more time in engaging in your content that translates more in the long haul. So I would say that that's my best advice with that. And consistency is key. Like I would recommend seriously consist like three days a week, like all your social platforms, like I wouldn't constantly do like three, zero days, go three days, then zero days, and then go five days, then go three days, you know, like really keep it consistent and tasteful because that's how people will see you without being too much, but just enough. So I know I threw a lot of information there today. I hope some of that resonates with you. I felt called to share that with you today. So now I'm really excited to bring on my amazing guest. We have the fabulous Kelly Sullivan from Boston 25 News. She has such an awesome background in news and she is doing such amazing stuff for Boston and has such a cool background. Um, We talk more about all the cool things she's doing. She's also a working mom and balancing that. And it's so inspiring to watch the transformation. So if you don't know her, you definitely should check her out and be sure to listen to the show. We also talk about how the world of TV news is changing and what they're doing to keep up with um, the younger generations that don't watch as much TV news. So I can't wait to hear your thoughts. Stay tuned for the amazing Kelly Sullivan. The ups, the downs, and all the in-between. What it takes to become next on scene. Are you next? Follow us at Next On Scene. Welcome back to Becoming Next on Scene, everybody. I am so excited to be here with the amazing Kelly Sullivan from Boston 25. It is time to bring the spotlight to an amazing woman who does it for so many people. Hi, Kelly. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm so excited to have you and share your amazing background and all the things you're doing with my audience. So share with us first about like how you even fell into the world of TV news. Oh, gosh. So it would have to go back all the way to middle school when I remember I was in like seventh grade. And um, every morning, you know, my mom would always turn on the news and it was always the Today Show. And I knew like pretty early on, like when I saw Katie Kirk, like grilling these high level politicians or these top officials and trying to get to the bottom of, of, you know, what was going on or get real answers. I'm like, that 
is what I want to do that. And so it was really from then on, um, you know, seeing her on the today show and then my school, I went to public school, but you know, we always had TV classes available. So, um, I just took full advantage and, you know, took those TV classes and, um, you know, early on, I feel I'm lucky, you know, there's a lot of kids, so many kids who, you know, graduate high school and still don't know what they want to do. And that's totally fine. That's totally normal. But for me, I just knew I wanted to get into TV. And so, um, you know, I got accepted early into um, Syracuse University. And so I knew from then on, that was the only school that I applied to and got in. And that was just kind of like, I just straight laser focused beeline. That's how I knew what I wanted to do. And that's what I was going for. And so, you know, from there, um, you know, went to Syracuse and majored in broadcast journalism. And, um, you know, they had a great program there at Newhouse School. And so when I started my first job, I literally felt like I was just going to class again. Like I was so prepared. The school prepared me so well. So, um, you know, I just, I, from day one, I just feel really lucky that I knew what I wanted to do and was tell people stories and really find out information and, um, you know, just dig a little deeper and find out more. So, um, and here I am still doing it today. I love it. So prior to Boston 25, like what were you doing in terms of career? Could you share more about your backstory? Yeah. So as far as, uh, my career, so I, after I graduated, I graduated and then I like, I just left everything like packed up because then four days later I moved down to Harrisonburg, Virginia, which is a small little town um, about two hours southwest of Washington, D.C. And then I started my first job there. It was my my first news director was like he still anchored the noon show. He was like anchorman to a T, you know, he was great. Um, he was very old school. He even wanted me to start working before I graduated college. And I was like, well, I'm almost there. I should probably get my degree. Um, so I started working in Harrisonburg, Virginia. I worked there two years. And then I, I took a job at um, News Channel 8 in uh, Washington, D.C. And I worked there for a year. And then um, I got the opportunity to, um, I moved down to Florida. I've always wanted to live in Florida. So I took a job down in Fort Myers, Florida, and worked there for four years. I uh, didn't really want to leave Florida, but down there, I met my husband, and he also is from Massachusetts. He worked at the TV station down there, and that's how we met. And um, we knew we both eventually wanted to come back home and um, you know, be near our families once again. So um, at the time, there, was, there were no openings in Boston. So I ended up taking a job in Providence. And my husband got a like there was only one producer job out of all the producer openings, uh, a producer uh, station or all the stations in, in Boston. So he took a producer job. I took a job in um, in Providence and worked there for four years. And then I made it to Boston 25 after that. So cool. It's so awesome to see like how you evolved, right? You're like, oh my God, you look back. I've done so much at this point in my life, <laughs> right? Like from your first, do you remember like your first segment you did? Can you share about that? Oh God, oh, man. I remember, I still remember my first day working by myself in Harrisonburg, Virginia. And this was definitely a culture shock, you know, growing up, born and raised in Massachusetts. And then now all of a sudden I'm in Virginia and you don't realize that's the South. And, um, the first day, my first day was Memorial day. And so I went to attend a ceremony in a cemetery and, um, I get there and there are, um, Confederate flags everywhere. And I just kind of stopped and I was looking around and I'm like, I was so confused. I, I didn't know that um, that they still celebrated that way. And um, I got called a Yankee that day. Um, <laughs> and I was I almost said, no, 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 I'm from Massachusetts. I'm a Red Sox fan. But then I was like, oh, wait, wait, no, no. They're ta- they're referring to me as like a northerner. <laughs> and I was just taken aback. I'm like, wow, where, what did I do? Like, what did I agree to? <laughs> like, should I go back home? Um, but it was a very eye opening 
experience that day, but also just a great, um, just a great learning experience. And I actually had such a great time. I met um, one of the girls uh, that I worked with. She and I became really good friends and it was just, just a great experience. And it really was, you know, as much as it was eye opening, it was also good to see another part of the the world. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's the same country, but like, it's just so different wherever you move to. Um, and it was really good to have that experience and really understand people and, um, the way that they live and, um, and just understand their mindset and, and everything and just how it is so different, even though, you know, it's, it's Virginia, you know, it didn't seem that far away. Um, but it's very different, but it was, it was very fun and a great learning experience. I was going to say, I feel like it's great learning experience to like have all the different backgrounds, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean so they got to be cultures too, right? Like they are different cultures in some capacity, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. for sure. I remember too, you know, going, even going grocery shopping and they were like talking to me as they were checking out each item. And I'm like, oh my God, hurry up. Just the pace of living and of life is it's slower there. Everyone's a little bit more relaxed. And, you know, up here, New Englanders were a little more uptight, a little stressed and we move faster, but right. down south, they move a little bit slower. And so that was, you know, just even things like that, it would just, uh, had to get a little adjusted to, um, but it was nice, you know, it was definitely, it made you realize like, okay, you know, you've, you've got to, you know, be open-minded and, and realize that, you know, everyone's not, everyone's like this and you got to just be kind of be open. And it was, it was really fun. I love it. And now obviously you're transitioned to a mom. So I would love to talk about being a working mom and like balancing that because I feel like there's no true thing as work-life balance, right? Like, no, no, there's not because your kids are little. So they're four and two. Um, and my husband works at Boston 25 as well. He is the night side manager. And so I work the morning shift. And so we really are like passing ships in the night because my alarm goes off at two 30 in the morning and I go into work and I'm usually home anywhere between 1130 noon. And then my husband leaves work around one in the afternoon. And then he comes home at like, you know, 1230 at night, you know? So, um, it's just kind of like a handoff situation as far as the kids sure. go. Like we, we come home and our conversation is like, what did they eat? You know, like, <laughs> what have they done today? What do they need to do? And okay, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, so it's very, it's just, it's just constant. But I mean, you know, we find ways to make it work, but it does. I mean, it gets hard. It is stressful. Um, You know, you're tired, you know, but you just, you just got to kind of put things in, into perspective and realize like, you know, what's, what's important, you know, right now. And what's, you know, what's the thing, how, how are you going to prioritize things? And so, um, you know, that's just how we kind of function and, and, and we make it work somehow. Sure. And I'm sure it, t- it takes a village. It's what they all say. Right. So I'm sure you have a lot of people that help, right. It's some capacity. Yeah. Actually, my mom is upstairs right now um, with my daughter, <laughs> trying to keep her like occupied for now, but yeah, our mom, so I live an hour away from my mom. Um, my husband and I, and my husband's uh, mom, she lives like an hour and a half away. So they do come, they alternate, they come once a week and they actually stay overnight and just help so that they can wake up and take the kids in the morning when they get up super early. So my husband kind of sleep in a little bit. And then in the afternoon, I can maybe catch like a half hour, hour nap when they're here um, just to kind of help us get through the week. For sure. That's so special. Like, especially if both moms are involved. I love that so much. I love that. So we have to talk about your fun facts because I read about how you were in Thanksgiving Day Parade. Can you talk about that? (laughs) So I danced growing up. My mom started me in ballet when I was three years old and I absolutely loved it. So I was always at the dance studio and, um, one, one competition, they had these scouts for the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And so, um, 
they asked us if we wanted to be in it. And so we were, of course. So yeah, we, uh, we rehearsed and I spent a week in New York city when I was in middle school um, with a bunch of girls that I danced with. It was a huge production. There were so many girls in that opening numbers, probably like 500 girls. But yeah, that was, uh, that was fun because, you know, growing up, I always watched the Thanksgiving day parade. So to actually be in it was really cool. I still so have cool. the, the costume. It was hideous, but yeah, I still have it. It's just... memorandum, right? Is yes. that... Oh yeah. You have to save it. That's like a treasure. <laughs> I love that. So in terms of like how the world of TV is changing, you know, in terms of pop culture, like how is social media playing a role right now for you as a TV anchor, like being on Boston 25, like what's happening with transition of that? So I think a big thing, you know, obviously the younger, the I call them viewer, but you know, that's the problem. The younger generation, they're not really watching TV news. You know, it's the older generation that's still watching. So the big challenge that we wrestle with every day is how to get the younger generation to actually turn on TV and, and watch news, especially because everyone's always on their phone, always on social media. So a lot of people always know what's going on. So by the time you actually get to the news, you already know all the news. So the big challenge is, you know, we're trying to find ways to um, get people engaged on social media, catch their attention there, and then try to draw them. Okay, so if you want to learn more or see more about this report that we're working on, like, watch us, you know, at six o'clock tonight or something like that. So it's a big challenge. And, um, you know, especially we're, we're trying to always come up with new ways and, and, and tr- to try and draw their attention and find topics that they would really care about and stuff. So, you know, it's always going to be a challenge and it will get harder and harder each year just because more and more people, you know, are either cutting the cords or they're doing streaming services. So they might not be sure. watching news at all. So, so that's a big challenge. And, you know, every day we're just always trying to find out ways to, to, to grab their attention on social media and then try to draw them into the newscast as to why they should watch. And what's your theory too on like live, like live streaming? Are you like, do you think that that makes a difference? Like from like it's live streaming to like social media channels or like, do you guys do any of that too? Or, oh yeah. I mean, we, we do. We have, you know, we we do live stream. We do we do anything that we can on so so many different platforms just to try and reach as many people as we can, you know, to make it available so that if you don't have cable, you know, you can watch it in in some way, you know, shape or form. So it's always out there. But you know, a lot of times too, it's just the news. Unfortunately, is very negative, and so a lot of people, you know, are just kind of tired of the negativity. I mean, I am too, and so you know, we try to also do more stories that are a little bit more positive and, you know, are still informative because that's, you know, our goal is to inform people, try to get answers. And, and, and we want to have that balance of like, okay, well, unfortunately, you know, there are some things that we are going to report on that aren't, you know, great that's going on, but that's happening. But then also here are some other maybe more issue-based stories and, or things that are, you know, helpful information, useful tips or things like that, or, um, just, you know, just a really good positive story that, you know, makes everyone feel good. And you, you want to share it because it, you know, sure. I've been, I can say too, I've been loving your entrepreneur series, which is why I connected with you, like the mom bosses and the, not even just mom bosses, but women in business. So can you share too, like what inspired you to do that? So I have to give a little bit of credit to one of my producers. She's a mom. Um, she lives in the Saugus area and she was out at the playground with her kids one day and she was talking with this other woman who had started her business. And so she told me that she's like, oh, she's like, I was talking to this money. Maybe you could do a story on her. So I was like, oh, that sounds great. So I did it. And it was awesome. awesome. And I was thinking back at the reason why I started these um, Be Your Own Boss series and these stories in like, you know, during the pandemic, we were all very isolated and especially in news, like I was still out there, 
reporting out in the field, but there was nobody to talk to. Everybody was so isolated. You were doing Zoom interviews and it was just, I was just doing the same kind of just report over and over. And I, at the end of the week, I just felt so unfulfilled. Like this is not what I went to journalism school for. This is not what I wanted to do. I wanted to tell people stories. And so I remember when, after doing that story about this, this woman who created her own business out of her house, she left her job. It was a good paying job but the childcare was so expensive and she just felt like if I can make this work, it's going to be totally worth it. And it's, it was her passion was cooking and uh, Mona's creations was the first one. And I did it and I got so much positive feedback from so many people at my station and like just on social media. And I'm like, wow, like I felt good. Like she, Mona loved it. It was just overall, it was such a positive experience. And like to feature someone who worked so hard, who took a big leap of faith, you know, leaving their job or good paying job to do, you know, something that kind of the unknown, you know, you don't know if this is going to work or not, but now she, you know, her, her dinners are in stop and shop, you know, so she's, you know, made it and, and to, to celebrate her, but also just to kind of celebrate other people. And so it, after her, it was kind of like got the ball rolling and, you know, selfishly for me, I felt very fulfilled doing these stories because I felt like I was, I was doing my job again, but also I was featuring these people who they work their butts off. Like they are working nonstop, but they love it. They're, they followed their passion and, you know, they just truly love what they do. And so I wanted to celebrate that. And I really wanted to show, you know, unfortunately, I feel like some people during the pandemic got a little lazy, you know, they sat at home, they didn't, you know, they only logged on maybe a few times during the day, sent a couple of emails and called that work. But these people during the pandemic seized that opportunity, they hustled and they worked their butts off and they were successful. And I wanted to feature and highlight these businesses, especially there are a lot of moms, like especially during the um, National Women's uh, History Month, I featured all female businesses, you know, because as moms too, you're trying to balance, you're trying to balance that work. You're trying to balance the childcare and bring kids to school and sports and things like that. So there's a lot going on. And like, I just to celebrate these women and, and all the hard work that they have done. It was awesome. And it was such a great opportunity. And it almost, it was a privilege and for me to, to feature these women because I was just so proud of them and follow them all on Instagram. And I love seeing all their success and, you know, their, their big moments. And, um, so, it, and, and the biggest thing too, I noticed, especially with the women, they, they support one another so much, like and it's all intertwined. Like a lot of these businesses, like um, Bellbox and Tidy by Tina, like they work together, but in, in the same building, but then they're also like intertwined with all these other businesses that I've featured in the past and stuff. And it's so fun to see these women supporting other women and um, just working together with the ultimate goal of all being successful and happy and feeling that fulfillment. Like, you know, you, you're, you're proud of what you're doing. Right. And they pay it forward. Right. I feel right. like always pay it forward, which is so awesome. And that was like good news. Just like you were saying, yes. people don't want to hear like sad news all the time. Like that's no. like you work hard and then something awesome comes from that. Right. Like people love those stories and it's not easy being an entrepreneur. Like they're definitely like hurdles you have to get over, but it, it's such, it's such a happy thing to watch. I feel like, so that's freaking awesome. So what's your favorite social media platform? Um, right. And you know, like, I feel old. I'm a little on the older side. So I, when I was in Syracuse, that's when uh, it was the Facebook. And um, it started up because, you know, if you remember, like it started in Ivy League schools first in like Harvard and Cornell. But because Syracuse is very close to Cornell, we got it. We got Facebook early on. So I st I was on Facebook like very early. So I've always been Facebook. But then like I found, um, I don't know, I like to use Instagram. For me, I just feel like it's also kind of more of a positive thing. I feel like for sure. Twitter and Facebook, you kind of get the trolls. 
Instagram, I just feel like, you know, you can make some fun reels, some really good photos, um, some good stories. Um, I'm not really, I've tried TikTok, but I just feel like, I feel like I'm missing the mark. I feel like I'm a little old. Like I know, I know that, you know, there are people certainly a lot older than me that are, you know, having a lot of fun on TikTok, but there's only so many platforms you can get on before. Like it just, you run out of time. It explodes, like, I just, right? It's just true. <laughs> it is. It is. I just don't have enough time in the day. I mean, for, because I am in news, I do like to follow Twitter just because for me, that's kind of how I get my news and things that are for happening sure. right now. So I would, you know, but Instagram, I, I do really like Instagram. I just feel like it's a more positive platform and, um, and also help me, you know, finding recipes or all kinds of things. And, you know, these businesses that I like to celebrate and just for me, I, I, I think I like that one the most. Yeah. That's honestly my favorite too. I love hanging out there. I love that platform. So what is next for you? Like, what is a goal that you have for the next year for yourself? Oh, I don't know. I just want to continue to, you know, tell good stories. You know, that's always been my goal ever since day one, since I've started, you know, be, being a reporter and, and getting into this business. So my my goal has always been to tell good stories and really celebrate people. And, you know, because we all we all are like one another in some way, shape or form, and we all want to connect with with everybody. And so this is kind of showing like, you know, these moms or these business owners that I feature, they're just like us, you know, and it's really easy to to connect with that. So I want to tell, continue to tell their stories. Um, maybe I might branch out and do, do a couple of different features, like in the fall, maybe going more toward featuring maybe some youth sports or, um, you know, once we get into kids back in school and things like that. So maybe into that, but um, just, just telling good stories because I just want to feel good and I want to have a positive story to tell and share at the end of the day because, you know, we, we all need that. And I think, you know, it's, and it still is, it's such, it's just, it's such a busy, hectic world we live in right now. So stressful, so many things going on, you know, people are burned out. Like they're, I feel burnt out at times, you know, like you're just trying to do so many things. You feel like you're spread so thin and you're trying to do so much. And, um, you know, we all need that time to either unwind or just like decompress. And so, um, you know, every now and then we can squeeze in something positive and, and just a great story. Like I'm all for it. I love it. So how can people follow you and get in touch? So, I mean, the best way, like I said, Instagram, I'm always on there. So it's at K Sullivan news and then, um, same handle for Twitter and then Facebook. It's just, you know, Kelly Sullivan, Boston 25, and then email too. I'm always I always love to get emails about story ideas or even like, Hey, like you should follow this person or whatnot. And so I'm always looking for suggestions or anything. Um, so my email is kelly.sullivan at boston25news.com. So those are, those are the best ways. Um, you know, but like I said, I'm always on like Instagram or or Facebook or Twitter. So, you know, social media I, I'm on. If, if, if I'm not chasing my kids around, but I'm, also, really. I'm trying to set a good example of not being on my phone so much, but sure. um, you know, it's hard it's creating that happy medium, right? I think that's hard. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time today. This has been so inspiring and so awesome. And thank you so much, everyone for tuning in to becoming next on scene and stay tuned for who's next on scene. The ups, the downs, and all the in-between. What it takes to become next on scene. Are you next? Follow us at Next On Scene.